Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we chat all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. I'm Sierra. And this week we are talking some Christmas mystery. Yay. Um, But, oh God. Okay, so I said, but like usual, I said, but before we do, how are you? Mm-hmm. But um, I forgot the O and before. Um. <laughs> before. Be free. Be free. Be free. Beefer, beef, beefer, beefer. Because the e at the end, right, makes the other e long. Mhm. So beefer. I guess so. That's what we're going with. All right then. Anyway, how 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 are? Oh, how art thou? Sure. <laughs> uh, today was interesting. Yeah. Uh, we had a test today, but like the kids were like ridiculous kids are always ridiculous like you've been taking tests in kindergarten and you should know how to act during a test you would think but um yeah that didn't happen Mm -hmm. exactly as desired yeah so that made it like whenever you sent me that article Uh uh-huh which article uh was there only one today Oh. oh, about the lady in the, the... Oh, the Mariah. Okay, guys, if you have not seen this video, it's a lady, like, doing a, like, a rendition... Well... Parody. A parody of um, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas, but she is doing it, like, anti-vaxxing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, it's so fucking ridiculous. Like, oh. So I sent that to Sierra today, and I said, I am so fucking done with people, I can't. Yeah, um, I didn't actually watch the video, obviously, because it well, was yeah, during you, school. Yeah. But I, like, read what it said, and, and then, it, but at that particular time that you sent that, I was, like, very over it. <laughs> and was like, I'm over people as well. Yeah. For a totally different reason. Yeah. But I am also over it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um, I'm exhausted. Like, actually exhausted right now. Um, also, I think we said this in the last episode, but I'm sitting in a bing bag chair. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you guys hear that, that is my bean bag chair. Her name is Big Joe. Um, she is lovely. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? Oh, I'm tired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sierra really <laughs> listens to me. <laughs> I did hear you say that. You said you're exhausted. Okay, I'm exhausted. If you can't tell, um, I started my new job this week, and um, yeah, I'm just tired. There's an actual Karen in my class. Like that is her real freaking name, and she lives by that name. Catholic name. She is awful, and mm-hmm. I hate her so much. Um, I feel like that's all I have right now. Go um, team. Yay. We're making gingerbread houses this weekend. Yep. Um, so we'll include pictures of those. Mine is going to be 110% on brand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Sierra's not quite sure what she's doing yet, so it's a surprise for us all. Mm-hmm. Um, including me. Including Sierra. Uh, yeah, so it should be an interesting time. Yeah, I think it will be. We're trying to come up with a drinking game for the podcast, so if you guys have any suggestions, please let us know. We obviously have It's Always Aliens on there, and then um, every time one of us gets distracted. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So, So I feel like after we create the list, we should go through and, like, rate all of the episodes. Oh my god, listen to like one of the episodes and see. Yeah, like how many times would this actually happen? (laughs) (laughs) Because obviously some of them are going to be in other episodes more. Right, because obviously the alien episodes, like it's always aliens is going to be there like a lot. I mean, the last episode had nothing to do with aliens. I know. And I still said it. <laughs> I know. And there are other there are ones definitely more than one that have nothing to do with aliens that include it's always aliens in yeah. it for sure. Um, but yeah, there are some that will occur way more often than others. So yeah. it it might be or guys you guys can rate the episodes and let us know yeah. how drunk did you now but I also have to like not think about the things that are on the list because I don't want to like oh yeah no I don't I don't think about it like I'm not gonna think about like how many times I get distracted because if I did like that would just be a distraction within a distraction and then I would fall down the distraction rabbit hole and that's just not good for anybody (laughs) um but anyway. anyway, speaking of aliens, yes, on to my case. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, for this one today, this episode, mm-hmm. literally medium.com. Oh, again. <laughs> again, the best constantly. I mean, obviously like Wikipedia and shit, but like yeah. all of my sources will be on the blog, but like medium.com. Gotcha. My bitch. <laughs> I feel like Are so your it's I'm I'm its bitch. Gotcha. Okay, so that's that's how this works. So medium.com, I'm their bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, moneyinflation.com, they're yeah. my bitch. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that website. We were watching a documentary. Me, uh, Jeff and I were. What was that? Oh, White Boy Rick. Yeah. We were watching that the other day, and I was like, um, they're like talking about how much money he made or whatever, and I was like, I wonder how much money that is in today's money, and he was like. Who cares? And I was like, no, 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 no. I gotta know. (laughs) It is like an obsessive thing for you. It is. It is an obsessive thing for me. I just, I need to know. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We are going to be in Warminster. That should be another one. Me trying to pronounce names of things. (laughs) Every time Emily is like... I said it wrong, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. Warminster. War. War. Warminster. Warminster. Is, is there an N? Yes. Minster? Yeah, but it's not minister. Right, minster. Minster. Yeah. That sounds dirty. It's a very British, like, I don't know, like, which part, when it, like, started, but, like, it's a very UK thing. Is it? Yes. Warminster, Minster, Minster, Minster. Okay. Yeah. Warminster is an English town, obviously. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. <laughs> I already knew it was an English town. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Um, if you guys can't tell, I've already indulged in our drinking game. I had beer also, but, <laughs> but from root. From root. <laughs> anyway, I'm not even through the first fucking sentence. This is that's normal. <laughs> it's a town of about seventeen thousand people. Okay. Um, on the edge of Salisbury Plain Military Training Area, about 15 miles from the famous Stonehenge, um, you know, the statue thing, in Wiltshire, southwest England. Okay. Um, beginning at the end of 1964, residents of the town, uh, its population then was about 10,000, mm-hmm. um, started to witness something strange happening, like, in the area. Okay. So, at 1.25 on Christmas morning, 1964, Miss mm. Mildred Head was awoken by a strange noise. At first, it sounded as if, like, twigs were scratching mm-hmm. or, like, hailstones were mm-hmm. coming down. Okay. Also, I've only seen hail one time. Oh. Well. Uh, that I can remember. Prepare to be amazed. When we move to Maine. <laughs> like, I don't I've know. Only... I don't know how much hail they get. I don't either. Drink. Because it has to, like, come, you know, come back. <laughs> come back in the atmosphere. Just come from the sky. <laughs> no, I was trying to say compact. Uh, okay, so she went. Where did she go? <laughs> To the window. <laughs> to the window. To the wall. <laughs> to the hail comes down. <laughs> My wall. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. I think this is why we stop recording at night. <laughs> what, what? Why did you die earlier laughing? <laughs> <laughs> okay guys we have this sign that says ho 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 yeah <laughs> you know like santa yeah uh, no like here comes the, the whore <laughs> hello whore anyway god i'm getting distracted within my own distraction <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for sprinkles yep. for our gingerbread houses. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I had to move the ho, ho, ho to get to one of the cabinets because mm-hmm. it's sitting on our microwave. And, like, you know how, like, some stoves have, like, just a hood? Mm-hmm. Above our stove, we have a microwave. Yeah. Um, so the ho 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 is sitting on, like on top of the microwave because this is an older style home, so the microwave sticks out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I put it up there, but I took it down to get the cabinet above the microwave, and I go to put it back. <laughs> this is so dumb, but I <laughs> found it fucking hilarious because I put it back upside down and it says o o o. And she's standing on the step stool, dying. <laughs> and I'm just like, do not do that up there. I'm scared of heights, by the way. And like, even being on the step stool freaks me out. <laughs> and my hands are covered in water because I'm like, well, doing the dishes. So I can't like help her. And it's just. 
And so I get down and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking leave it like that. And Sierra goes, well, you know, Jeff's not, which is my partner, which is Sierra's name for my partner. Um, <laughs> She doesn't call him by his actual name. Half um, the time I forget what it is. Yeah, exactly. So um, she's like, Jeff's not going to notice it's up there. And I was like, of my family, do you think they're even going to notice? And she was like, no. And then at the exact same time, and she, we go, well, maybe Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is my stepdad. Um, but yeah, so now it says O-O-O. Um, O-O-O. It's magic. You know. <laughs> the one where we sing. <laughs> okay, back to this. Literally in paragraph two. <laughs> it's okay. All right. The night was clear mm-hmm. and dry, mm-hmm. so no hail. Okay. Nothing unusual. Hmm. Uh, she did notice, like, a strange humming sound, mm. which grew louder mm. and then faded away, except for, like, a faint whisper. Or, like, a, a whistling or, like, a wheezing, you know? Mm. Uh, mm. So, later that morning, just after 6 a.m., Miss Majorie Bai, so we have Miss Head and Miss Bai, was walking along, like, a like a dark street. Uh-huh. I mean, it's 6 a.m. in the morning, so. Oh, okay. At Christmas, so it's dark. Yeah, so it's dark. Um, to the Holy Communion service at Christ Church. Mm. Um the first odd thing she noticed was like a crackling sound from the direction of a nearby Bell Hill area of the town. Um, as she approached the church, she experienced a sonic attack. What is that? Um, which is sudden vibrations coming over her, ch- chilling intensity, and like shockwaves pounded her head, neck, and shoulders. Okay. Yes. Archie, stop licking. Miss Bai was pinned down by an invisible, like, fingers of sound, mm-hmm. is how she describes it. Feeling weak and frightened, she found it difficult to reach the sanctuary of the church. Her experience was reported by a journalist, Arthur Shuttlewood. Shuttle, no, I'm sorry. It's Shuttlewad. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, in, lo- in the local, like, Warminster Journal. Mm-hmm. Um, the brief article published in the new year encouraged more than 30 local people from in and around Warminster to write to the paper. Many claim to have also heard like the similar sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so the postmaster of the town. Oh man. We know how much the postmaster can do <laughs> because I sat in the postmaster's office Every day for a fucking week. Yeah, that was a good time. That was a real good time. Our mail van used to be an asshole. Anyway, Roger Rump, that was... <laughs> oh my gosh. Head by and Rump. Um, told Shuttlewad that on Christmas morning from inside his home, close to Christchurch, he had heard, quote, a terrific clatter. It was a terrific clatter. Hmm. Yes. As opposed to a very poor clatter. Yes. As if the roof tiles were being rattled and plucked off and then, quote, loudly slammed back into place. Hmm. He could also hear an odd humming tone, and it was most unusual. It lasted more than a minute. Around 30 British Army troops stationed at Nook Camp, five miles east of Warminster, 
I keep wanting to say minister. 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 Also heard something strange that same morning. Their sergeant told Shuttlewood that the, quote, sound was similar to that of a huge chimney, chimney being stacked. No, I'm sorry. Hold on. A huge chimney stack being ripped from the roof and being scattered in pieces across the whole, like, camp. That's such, they have such weird descriptions. Um, yeah, their, like, descriptions of the noises are so weird, it makes them believable to me. Mm. Like. Yeah, it's like, how do you even, like, recognize that that's the sound? Yeah. That it's making? Or it's just, like, to the best of their descriptive ability to, like, say that that's what it was. Yeah. So, um... The sound effect was accompanied by, like, a, quote, high-pitched whining or droning note, uh, though the sound was variously and vividly mm-hmm. <laughs> described. Uh, no one was able to say what might have caused it, only what it sounded like to that specific person. Right. So, from May 1965, people in the Warminster Warm area also began reporting unidentified flying objects. Nice. Yes. Uh, including a, quote, silent cigar-shaped object covered in winking lights, uh, which is seen in both May and June of 1965. Okay. So during the June sighting, a UFO hovered over the town for around a half an hour. Um, One witness described the UFO as hanging silent and still in the high sky, fading away as she watched. It was just scanning us to see if there's anything interesting. And there's then not. There in wasn't. The, in, in Warminster in the 60s, there's nothing interesting happening. <laughs> in a town with a population of 10,000? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's like, what? A hundred times as many as uh, in my town? Yes. Wow. But still not as big as where we live. Yeah. Not now, but, well, okay, yeah. anyway. So, um, the, sh- like, shrimp, sh- shrimping. Shrimp. Yeah, the shrimping oh. lights in the sky were also observed and were described as being, like, huge eyes in the sky or, quote, car heads lights glaring down. Mm. And they said heads lights. Maybe that's what they call them. That's very interesting. Um, together, this phenomena and, like, the sonic attacks, unexplained lights in the sky, and the UFO sightings are remembered as the Warminster thing. Okay. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that's, that's what they decided on. That's what they decided to go at it as. All right, um, then. We're going to move on to uh, the so-called Fox Mulder. Okay. Of this whole story, okay. and you know, okay, in case you guys don't know, when I was hurt um, with my hip, I binge watched all of the X Files for <laughs> a second time, yeah, in my life. Um, and I am in love with Fox Mulder and Dana Scully, like, in love <laughs> to pieces, yeah. Um, Dana Scully, yes, please. Um, Fox Mulder, yes, please. Anyway, um, <laughs> how I knew I was actually bi. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. There is that. Um, Before they got old, weird. Before the show got weird. Yeah, we don't need yeah. to talk about the last season. Um, anyway, so 
local journalist, mm-hmm. Arthur, Arthur Shuttlewad. Mm-hmm. He, he's our, he's our Fox, Fox. Mulder. Okay. Um, he, as we know, was like the go-to dude, you know? Yep. Um, so he like gathered a like pretty good file mm-hmm. on this phenomena. And at first he was kind of like skeptical and mm-hmm. just kind of like laughing. Like, yeah, like doing all looks, this, look, putting look it what together, I can, but, but like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but then on the afternoon of September 28th, 1965, uh, he had a close encounter of his own. Oh, uh-huh. So from the window of his home, Shuttlewad saw a huge cigar shaped craft gliding along a gentle giant in the sky is how he described it. Um, and felt that, quote, this thing had power that was, like, pushing out. I think was pushed out. This is a disbelieving sort of chap, and we've got to convince him personally. And they did. And they, they found, they knew that he was just, like, reporting but not actually believing. Uh, and yeah. they're like, we're going to get you. Don't worry. Yeah. So he had tried to take, like, I'm guessing, like, a... A video, mm-hmm. uh, but apparently the thing burnt up the film and the movie camera that he had grabbed to try to capture it. Mm-hmm. Uh, stopped his rich wristwatch, which, as we know, mm-hmm. um, and caused pens and needles in his arms and hands. Um, in his 1967 book, The Warminster Mystery, Shalorad recalls that after his experience, quote, I dared join the small band of local folk who were convinced that our visitors are as real as us and believe that they are coming from a distant world, which may not be so very different from our own planet. Um, so from that point on, he's like, yeah, he's, he's got it's, he's, it's fucking yes. real. It's mm-hmm. real. Um, so on August 29th, which is before his encounter, mm-hmm. uh, 1965, local factory worker Gor- Gordon Faulkner, 23, claimed to have photographed a UFO from above Warminster. By his account, quote, as it flew fast and low over the south of the town, I could just make out the unusual shape. It made no noise. Hurriedly, I got my camera free and pointed it at the ca- the craft. But the line of flight was too fast to follow, so I held the camera well in front of the pre- and like in, mm-hmm. in front of it, you know, and pressed the trigger as it entered the viewfinder, which is so cute. The viewfinder. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not dream I would get anything on film at all, and I was amazed to see what came out. Uh, so they, <laughs> this article goes his photos of poor quality. <laughs> I mean, it's the 60s. It's the 60s. Um, but appears to show what we would now think as like a classic flying softer kind mm-hmm. of craft. Yeah. Uh, now, Shuttlewad, at this point, yeah, still a skeptic because right. September 28th hasn't happened. Okay. Um, passed Faulkner's photo of the Warminster UFO to a British national tabloid newspaper, The Daily Mirror. Mm. Um, <laughs> I have opinions. Uh, oh, we'll get in them. <laughs> it was printed in the paper on September 10th, 1965, along with an article written by Shuttlewad where he describes, quote, the incredible, sensational, stupendous thing. It really is out of this world. Wow, that's a lot of adjectives. Mm-hmm. He also hypes Faulkner's photo as, quote, remarkable and almost awe-inspiring. 
Hmm. Yeah. I don't know about that, but okay. So clearly someone knew how to sell a fucking story. There is that. Uh, thousands of people at this point had begun to like converge mm-hmm. on the town in hopes of witnessing the quote thing um, coming from as far away as the U.S., because yeah. why not? Some mm-hmm. weird shit's involved. Let's bring some <laughs> Americans in it. Yeah. Um, you know, in a heartbeat, we would be there. <laughs> you, me, and Emily. Yeah. Emily's listening to this going, yes, I would. <laughs> We're going to get a text message. <laughs> um, so even before the national publicity caused to be like the soon to be iconic UFO photo, locals were concerned enough by the thing. A public meeting was ha- held in town on Friday, August 27th, 1965, mm-hmm. uh, quote, to allay fears that the happenings were a danger to the earth. Gotcha. Um, so at this point, this, this, in 1965, the population of the town went from around 10,000 to 18,000. Oh, wow. That's a lot of people. Yeah, 8,000 people. Yeah. In one year. That's intense. Yeah, I wonder where they lived, if they even had enough, like, housing for everybody. No idea. So, the town hall meeting of over 500 people with national press in attendance turned into a lively, hour-long session of residents expressing their concern and describing the strange phenomena they had personally witnessed. Mm -hmm. The meeting almost descended into farce when town council chair, Mr. Reese, was handed a telegram. He opened it and read, quote, investigations complete, invasion fears are unfounded. Dot, 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 Dr. Who. (laughs) oh no Uh uh-huh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh fucking doctor who's involved sierra oh my goodness that's hilarious that's why i had to do this episode oh my gosh i'm sorry the doctor's involved i have a fucking tardis on my car like i love doctor who like me and bill used to watch that Every Sunday mm-hmm. when it came on, that was our thing. The Christmas special, yes, you can believe it. I have a Barbie doll of the first female doctor, like Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's involved. What would be really funny is if, like, Doctor Who was real and it was just Missy fucking with everyone in that <laughs> one fucking town. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, plot twist, she's Miss Bi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she got started. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So, the thing of, like, at that point, it evolves, okay? So... By August 1965, I I remind you, there had been at least 49 witnesses to these. It was also reported that the sounds had killed a flock of pigeons at Mm. Five Ash Lane on the outskirts of Warminster. Sometime during this period, the exact date's like a little fuzzy. Mm -hmm. So the thing, however, soon came to be equated with UFO sightings, as in this detailed account given by a local woman of a steampunk-style UFO she saw on June 19, 16, 1965. Um, 
quote, a shining thing going along sideways in the sky from left to right. It glided over quite slowly. Porthole windows ran along the whole length of it. To my eye, it was the size of a whole bedroom wall, enormous. These windows were lit up. The color of the yellow flames in the coal fire, it was very much like a train carriage with rounded ends to it. Though the original reports of unexplained sounds had not been linked to UFO sightings on August 10th, this changed. So one look witnessed um, both a like sonic attack and a UFO like simultaneously. Oh, okay. Um, at 3.45 a.m., Rachel Atwell, the young wife of a Royal Air Force pilot, was awoken by a like dreadful droning sound mm-hmm. is how she describes it. And, uh, like, the vibrations of which were, like, shaking the room. Wow. Um, which is like that fucking white car that drives by our goddamn house every goddamn yeah. day. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Literally, probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, we live in a neighborhood now, and these people drive by constantly. And it is so fucking it's like, loud. where are they even going? Uh, honestly, most of the time, I think they just do, like, a loop in our neighborhood. Because mm. um, they drove by earlier. Uh, I forgot what I was talking about. Okay, so anyway. So, obviously, this bitch is like, okay, I got to go to the window. Um, so, Atwell saw about 180 meter, which is, like, 600 feet, in the air above the nearby hills quote, a bright object like a massive star. It was definitely domed on the top and was huge in size, an unwinking light of uncanny brilliance. Hmm. Um, It did not frighten me, but that awful noise it made did. Which, like, homegirl. (laughs) Get it together. Um, Either it frightens you or it doesn't. Maybe she just means, like, when she first saw the craft, like, she didn't feel scared, like, or maybe she just didn't understand what it was, and then it ma- she heard the noise, and that scared her. Yeah, well, the noise she described it is like a tight band of steel around her forehead, which, like, pounding and hammering on her mm. eardrums. Um, her experience lasted 25 minutes. Wow. The other yeah. ones are not nearly that long. No. Um... Ending when the noise finally stopped and the object vanished from sight. Uh, so the same night, <laughs> a lorry driver mm. um, was passing Callaway Clump, an ancient long barrow. Uh, barrow? Barrow? I don't know. There's grave. The word grave in quotation marks. Um, to the north of Warminster, when he also witnessed a UFO, which was, as he described it, a crimson ball of light, which sped head on towards his lorry, which, I mean, you want to play chicken, right? (laughs) The fuck? Uh, so an army major had also reported to Shuttlewad that his car, which was going over 40 miles per hour, was stopped dead on Callaway Clump due to an aerial vibration and pressure from above, which sounded like a thousand noisy fridges humming at once. These descriptions, wow. though, um, our fridge right now is humming. So I can imagine like more than one fridge humming because I can barely deal with ours. Right. You know? So the date of this incident. Is like unknown. Mm-hmm. So June 1965 seems to have seen like peak UFO season. Okay. So June 
1965 if we ever figure out how to fucking time travel. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Uh, So basically, they're going to see us. Oh, my God, yes. We're the aliens. Solved it. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) On June 3rd, more than 20 people reported seeing unexplained shapes or lights in the sky. Uh, Shuttlewad noted... 17 people were either fishing or bathing at sheer water at like which is a lake all witnessed a all witnessed the cigar oh cigar <laughs> cigar bodied craft uh quote it was obviously huge but high up said colin hampton um who was so surprised he fell into the lake oh well crap <laughs> <laughs> Um, one year after the first collective reports of the thing on Christmas Day in 1965, which the first was on Christmas 1964, many people reported seeing odd flying objects accompanied by strange sounds and lights in the sky, including Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, the fox molder. Yes, I gotcha. Our homeboy that's maybe not our homeboy because... He's a white man in the 60s, and who knows um, what he did to sell stories. So by around June 1966, reports of strange noises were beginning to dry up, and by the end of 1966, the number of UFO sightings had started to wane. Um, By this time, however, Warminster had begun to embrace its reputation. Mm. um, Like an alien town. uh Uh-huh, like Roswell. Um. So, with shops beginning to sell themed merchandise and one, resi- one resident even opening a UFO-themed bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I want to stay at a bed and breakfast so bad it's not even funny. Like, you know this. <laughs> you know I want to stay in a bed and breakfast so bad. Um, I just feel like I could own a bed and breakfast. You know? Possible. Yeah. Um, we've already discussed that I would like to own a cafe. Mm-hmm. Slash bookstore. Um, so the thing, fame, was such that the, the BBC mm-hmm. came to Warminster to film a documentary. Wow. <laughs> That's what the documentary was called. Oh, no. <laughs> Pie in the Sky. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you, BBC. <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> Nobody even described it like a pie. <laughs> no, they all described it like a cigar. Like, what the heck? Um, so it aired in 1966. The half-hour film includes numerous quotes from locals, young and old, about the mysterious things that they had witnessed. Um, Arthur told the BBC that he believes the, quote, experts who say that the thing was drawn to Warminster as the area's, like, unique in having 11 lays or like prehistoric points which channel energy flows and like ley lines yeah yeah um and like paranormal activity happens Mm -hmm. we've talked about this before yeah um so arthur's theory was that the thing like extraterrestrial in origin wanted to quote give one town a real aerial battery (laughs) no a real aerial battering or a haunting for a whole 14 months to quote test the local and global reaction. <laughs> Which is I mean, my theory about the Amish, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, I'm not letting that one go for a minute. That okay. was kind of been stuck in my head. I had a dream last night along with... Okay, so last night, y'all, I... Which is like Thursday night. This past Thursday for you guys. Whenever mm-hmm. you... I don't know. It was a Thursday and I dreamed this, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> not on a Thursday. It wasn't a Tuesday, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you dream? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I dreamed one what I made for dinner, which I do quite often. Mm -hmm. Um, I like whatever I'm going to make, I'll dream about like, oh, okay. And then I'll wake up and like, oh my God, that sounded delicious. Let's (laughs) actually make this. Um, I've done that quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so I also dreamed that the Amish were aliens Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know why I, uh, was chosen (laughs) to infiltrate the Amish and um, yikes! Yeah, it was a whole thing. I think I watched Shit's Creek too much, and like yeah. that episode where David goes to oh, yeah. the Amish. You watched that one with me. I watched it ish. Yes. And then I have been on an Amish kick lately. Um, see episode fifty-eight. Right, basically <laughs> the end, the last ten minutes of episode fifty-eight. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it, it was an interesting time. It's always aliens. And in the Amish case, they're all aliens. <laughs> so the thing wanted to make contact. Uh, the peak thing mania was, as we stated, 1965 to mm-hmm. 1967. And by the mid 1970s reported like Thing activities had died down Mm -hmm. after a deliberate UFO hoax in March 1970 when a group of about 30 Cradle Hill Skywatchers was set up by physicist David I. Simpson. Fuck you, David I. Simpson. Um, There was some final excitement at the end of August 1973 when uh, it was predicted a flying saucer might land at Clay Hill, uh, situated southwest Mm -hmm. of Warminster and um it's like a favorite spot for the sky watchers for like UFO spotting mm-hmm. um so 240 meters or 775 feet is like a a real big hill okay okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it offers a 360 degree view of the sky okay so <laughs> it's it's a big hill all right <laughs> uh it is this likely prediction of a landing came from Shuttlewood, who, as far back as 1965, mm-hmm. um, had identified UFO nests where he claimed craft had landed before taking off again. These nests are kind of like crop circles. Yeah. Um, so many of which have cropped up in Warminster since the 1960s. Today, around 80% of the reported UK crop circles occur, uh, like, occur in Warminster County. Wow. Yeah. Um, so by 1973, Arthur was claiming to have seen, an, like, on average, two UFOs per week since 1966. Hmm. Yeah. Um, or a total of around 800 sightings. Wow. That's, I feel like at some point, like, people are going to stop believing you. He has published and written four books on the topic. Wow. I feel like like that point it's just a money thing. Like to, you know like, at the beginning, I feel like you might have actually seen something, but my boo-boo, Fox Mulder, would never. Yeah. No. 
as with everything, public interest wanes. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Arthur's does not. Um, <laughs> the August 1973 Skywatch uh, was filmed by the BBC at 11.53 p.m. An excited local called out, look, quick, quick. And there was a sighting of a pair of UFOs too far away to be caught on camera. Mm, go figure. Also witnessed by the BBC reporter who, quote, had no idea what could have it could have been. Mm. So the thing was never conclusively explained either at the time or since. According to the Swindon Advertiser, the War Department, later the Ministry of Defense, mm-hmm. um, who tested webs- weapons, Jesus freaking Christ, <laughs> man, um, weapons on Salisbury Plain, quote, remained characteristically tight-lipped, which, I mean, it's the government. Right. Um, when asked about the thing, no other government or other organization has ever claimed responsibility for causing the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one incident attributed by Arthur to the thing seems to have likely been due to military activity. Mm-hmm. We're so close to being done, Sierra. You can do this. I believe in you. Um, on August 17th, 1965, during the height of Thang Mania, I just, I really am going to need the British to come up with a better fucking term. Right. Thing? Really? I'm honestly disappointed. In the naming? Mm-hmm. Yes. Same. So, uh, vibrations that felt like they came from a huge explosion rocked houses on Borham Field, like housing estate, which mm-hmm. I'm guessing is a neighborhood. Probably, yeah. Um, breaking windows in two homes. Wow. Yeah. One witness said he saw, quote, a monstrous orange flame in the sky. It was shaped like an electric bulb. Um, this likely was, in fact, a shockwave from a military explosion. Uh, Borham Fields, like, backs on to Salisbury Plain. Mm-hmm. Um, the military, however, according to Shuttleworth, denied responsibility. Mm. Which... Again, it's the government. I could see that going both ways. Yeah. So, uh, but the entirety of the group phenomenon known as the Warminster thing can easily be dismissed as possibly the military. Mm -hmm. Um, And if the thing was due to the military, what were they doing to cause, like, such distressing fucking attacks? Like, the sonic attacks. Yeah. Um, Or were they testing? Yeah, and, like, you feel like, uh, like, well, I feel like that since, like, these people have lived here for a minute, mm-hmm. like, they should be able to tell the difference between, like, military testing. Yeah, normal things that, like, they do on a regular basis yeah. versus yeah. something abnormal. Yeah. Um, so one person goes on to say, I grew up about 13 miles from the edge of Salisbury Plain, and even from that distance, it was possible to hear or more accurately feel vibrations from the military training activity, which mm-hmm. again, like we, where we used to live was right by the airport. Right. Um, and we just kind of like tuned it out at that yeah, point. But I mean, at first it was like, oh, okay. Like, There's that's an airplane. How that's happening. And yeah. So after a while. Yeah. 
I mean, you would hear, but like you may not even hear it. But if you do, like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for some, the heavy military personnel also counted against it being, in fact, a simple, normal military testing, um, misinterpreted by overexcited skywatchers. Um, Stephen Dewey and Kevin Goodman, who have both written books on the thing, conclude on their website, UFO Warminster, that the strange events in the area, quote, might have been the result of UFOs, natural phenomena, the army, or mass hysteria, which, <laughs> same. Um, <laughs> however, of this we can be sure, for many years, the town was the focal point of something interesting. No. Where um, is that? Yeah. So, as things stand, there is no tangible evidence or effects of the thing mm -hmm. have, like, therefore, it's still ascribed to an intangible and yet unknown case. As Dewey and Goodman also point out, those today trying to research the thing will find that Arthur Shalawat has largely controlled the narrative mm. since the time and like it happened and yeah. now um many of the detailed eyewitness accounts are available only as the version written up by arthur mm -hmm. in his rather dramatic prose style which yeah i mean go figure yeah um and are filtered through Arthur's firm belief in extraterrestrial intelligence being the source of the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the influence of Arthur's work over how the story of the thing is told is and remembered is very strong. Mm. Um, he seems to have added many extras. Um, again, the audacity of a meteorical <laughs> white man, as, as the wonderful Amanda Jacobson says. Mm. <sighs> So, fortunately, some first-hand eyewitness accounts, though some without names attached, are related to the uh, wonderful film Pie in the Sky, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which I could not find. Like, I looked on YouTube, and I, like, Googled it, mm -hmm. but I could not find it. So, if you guys are able to find it, please email me the link, because I will 110% make Sierra watch it. <laughs> I wonder if you have to, like, search, like, UK. I did. Because I called Bill and I asked him. And I was like, Bill, what what we do. Right, because if it's, like, I don't know if it would be streamed, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if they have, like, a digital, they made uh, if they made it digital or not. Yeah, yeah. So, in, um, it's also... Uh, like, it's also, um, like, there's also witness reports in a short clip from the August 1965 town hall meeting mm -hmm. um, and in the film Warminster Thing. In 2015, a mural was painted in Warminster to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the mural seemed to appear overnight between May 30th and May 31st. The artwork, however, was um, actually long planned by the Warminster Information Center. Um, okay. It's not, it's, it's not, it's like really badly faded mm. now. I mean, it was, it was done six yeah. years ago. Okay. Um, but it was only done six years ago. But it was only done six years ago. Uh, so at first the artist was anonymous, I guess, to kind of like add to the whole yeah um but it was revealed to be mutartis boswell uh from 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 
F R O M E. Um, from. Sure. We're gonna go with that because that sounds the least correct. <laughs> um, uh, who creates quote mutated visions from the depths of the West Country? Okay. Yeah. Um, including UFO-themed album cover artwork and uh, gothic and macabre pieces. So, a real interesting person. Uh, Boswell described the Warminster mural as, quote, I wanted to add some UFOs that weren't obvious to, like, the obvious saucer uh, and a few aliens. I wanted to do something a bit more atmospheric rather than obvious. Clay Hill is a big feature on there as it is quite strange feature in the landscape. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Boswell has a personal connection to the artwork as he used to go UFO spotting on Clay Hill as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, quote, I think we're expecting it to be, abdu- I, I think we were expecting to be abducted, which <laughs> hardcore same. <laughs> oh, um, though it is a little faded, the mural is still obviously mm-hmm. up today, as I said. Um, the latest UFO Skywatch at Cradle Hill took place on August 28th, 2021. Oh, wow. They're still doing that. They're still doing it. Okay, then. Yep. Um, what is that? 56 years later? How old's my mom? Yeah, 56. Yeah. My mom's as old as this. Oh, my goodness. She's going to hate me for saying that. Um, but she's older than Wendy. Okay, Sierra said it, not me. I didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, so it's mine. So <laughs> there's that. No, but what really matters is that my dad is older than that. <laughs> my mom could care less, but my dad, but he doesn't listen to this. So it's fine. It's fine. All right, guys. That is my Christmas UFO story for this week. Mystery UFO. My original plan was to do two mysteries, but then this ended up being a lot longer than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right, then. Yep. Are you awake enough to do the... I'm a live awakener enthusiastic. I'm a live awakener enthusiastic. What is that from? Camp. Camp? I didn't go to camp. I'm alive, awake, alert. I'm alive, awake, alive. I'm alive, awake, alert, enthusiastic. Oh, God, no. I'm so glad I didn't go to camp. <laughs> I went to camp, um, and yeah. I would put quotation marks around that because it was at my grandmother's house who owned right. a horse farm, and my cousins came, and some kids that she, Knew I don't know. From around. From around. Ish. Ish. Probably <laughs> met them at the farmer's market, um, <laughs> if we're being honest. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Plug the things, Sierra. Well, I believe in you. If you haven't, <laughs> by now. <laughs> if what? you're still listening. <laughs> if you're still still here, God bless you. <laughs> Honestly, this is a fucking roller coaster of an episode. Um, but anyways, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can check us out on our website, paranormalpodcast.gmail. Nope, paranormalpodcast.com. <laughs> you can send us an email at paranormalpodcast.gmail.com. Slow down. Nope, going fast. No. <laughs> yep. If you guys have any suggestions for our drinking game, that would be the best way to send them to us is at our email, paranormalpodcast.gmail.com. Paranormalpodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> 
<laughs> or you could shoot us a DM. I can't promise that I'll see it because we do get some um, DMs that I just immediately delete. Uh, so, like, start with something good. Yeah, not here's my dick um, because I've gotten that. Just a little friendly advice, okay? <laughs> Never start a message with that. Please. Also, another friendly advice. Never text your loved one. Hmm. I got to be honest with you, Emily. I love you, but I got to be honest with you. And then... <laughs> and then not respond for four fucking minutes. <laughs> Just leave it there. Hold on. I got to read what exactly it said, y'all. Because <laughs> when I say... <laughs> Spiraling <laughs> happened. The audacity of a straight, of a mediocre straight white man. Guys, never start a message with, here's my dick. Okay. First, number one. Well, number one. Number two, never, when your partner has anxiety, start or a message. Maybe just in general. Or just like, in general, not a smart move. Um, start a message with, quote, I love you, their name, my name, Emily, mm -hmm. but I got to be honest with you about something. And then nothing for four fucking minutes. Ever. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Okay? I feel like something like that. Is better done in person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the whole thing was that I suck at texting. Anyone that has ever actually known me knows that I fucking hate texting. I am 24 years old, and I it is literally the worst thing ever. It is so bad. I call you. I call yep. you. Literally, I, ref I, I refuse to text you unless it's something that you need to remember. Yeah. And like like a store list. Yes. Um, I video call my mom. Mm -hmm. I video call you. We call Emily. Like, mm -hmm. it's literally, I fucking hate texting. Um, but yeah, no. <gasps> Never. I gotta be honest with you about something. <laughs> And then not say anything. I love you, but... <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, talk about spiraling. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. Anyway, Instagram Paranormal Podcast. Facebook Paranormal Podcast. Um, I don't remember our address. If you want to send us shit. Sierra, what's our address? P.O. Box 1416, Monroe, North Carolina, 28111. That's three ones, motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do it. Do it, I dare you. Mostly because I really love mail. We just got these little coupon things mm -hmm. for free milkshakes in the <laughs> mail oh from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> um, like they're from their little, like the whoopsery, the whoopsery. If you go, if you go to their app, there's like a whole little thing about it. It's really it, cute. It is really cute. You get some free milkshakes. Chick-fil-A is not cute. And I, I feel like as a gay person, I can say, you know, mm. it's not, it's not great, but I fucking love their milkshakes. So... And if they're free, I'm not really giving them money. There is that. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But yeah, that's where yeah. we are right now, guys. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. I hope your significant other never texts you a message like that because uh, Jeff scared the shit out of me. <laughs> um, 
I feel like that's all I have. Yeah. Yeah. It's always aliens, guys. Goodbye. Okay,